Welcome to Unity of Tucson. So, in 1914, on Christmas Eve, at the height of the First World War, there was an event that happened on the battlefield. Ringing a bell for anybody yet? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm like, well, I don't really need to tell you all the details of the event if you know what happened. Um, basically, what happened is on the front lines of the battlefield in World War I, uh, there were men in the trenches who, on Christmas Eve, on both sides, decided to experience peace, decided to put differences aside, decided to let go of this concept that war was something that was, that was necessary, and say, we're going to have at least this one experience of peace. They stopped the fighting and they started singing together. And they came together in community, both sides, and they said, we're going to live in and as peace, at least for this one night, for this one experience. When I was, in, when I was still living in Toronto, there was a, I, w- I was singing with a choir in Toronto, and it was a men's choir, and we found, there, was this, there was this piece that we found uh, called All is Calm. And it's a, it's, a, it's a presentation for male voices that tells the story of this event through songs of the period and hymns and, it's, and, 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 and traditional Christmas carols as well. It's a really lovely, lovely piece. I was, always felt so honored to be part of that. The reason I bring that up is because It was an opportunity for people to truly stop and say, I'm going to allow the inherent attribute that is peace to flow forth into expression in this world. Thomas Troward, one of the luminaries of the New Thought movement, determined, he made this determination, and and I agree to some degree, and I also allow myself to say there's an expanded way of understanding this. He said, these are the seven attributes of God. Love, light, life, power, beauty, joy, and peace. These are all attributes of each and every one of us. And as we allow that peace to, as we allow that love to, as we allow that light to, to, as we allow that life to translate itself into our experience, we needn't worry about all that other stuff. That's the challenge, is because we are constantly met with all of this other stuff, right? Great thinkers throughout history have all understood that the way to the experience of peace is through the decision to live from that inherent place. During this time, World War I, Winston Churchill had this uh, to say. He wrote this in a letter to his wife in 1914 before this event happened. He said, what would happen, I wonder, 
if the armies suddenly and simultaneously went on strike and said some other method must be found of settling this dispute? What if? What if? What if we all decided that the antagonistic nature that seems to be pervading our current culture were to be set aside and we found some other way of settling our differences? Do you think that's possible? That was not a very resounding yes. <laughs> I'm going to assume that inside you were so moved with a resounding yes that you just could not bring yourself to speak. Well, here's the thing, what would happen? What would happen if we decided collectively, if we contributed our collective, if we contributed our individualized consciousness to the collective to say, there must be another way? Is there a part of your mind that agrees wholly that that is possible, or is there any part of you that doubts? Is there any part of you that doubts? Because here's the thing about doubt. I say it all the time. Doubt is the limiter. You cannot express or experience anything beyond your doubt. Because doubt is saying, that's the stopping point of belief. So just check in with yourself in asking that question. Is there a part of you that agrees with this idea wholly that our individualized consciousness can contribute to the collective whole to find different ways to experience an end of dispute and disagreement. Now, here's the thing. We're always going to have disagreements, but there are better ways of handling them. So who will you choose to be in the experience of disagreement? I think there is still a collective idea that is expressing itself that keeps aggression active in our experience. I'm not affirming this. I'm reflecting and saying, I can see this as part of the experience that we're having. Factions are not necessary, though. Aggression is not necessary. When we know who we are, when we remember who we are, that becomes the great equalizer. And differences are met with love doesn't have to be the end of the world. I can say, you know what? I don't agree with you. It doesn't have to be, I don't agree with you, and you're a horrible person. And I'm not looking at you specifically, Sharon, for any particular purpose. <laughs> it's just you were in my eye line. I'm sorry. <laughs> it does not need to be that way. It doesn't. To know who we are, to remember that we are this very infinite power and presence, to know that we are God is the great equalizer, because if we know it about ourselves, we must accept it as truth for everyone whom we encounter. And that is how we eliminate phobias. It is how we eliminate the isms. It is how we eliminate the strife and the conflict between individualizations of this power. In, in the song... One of my favorite lyrics in this song is this. If I'm dreaming, if I'm dreaming, what a wonderful dream to share. Right? What a wonderful dream to share. Let's keep dreaming because reality's waiting there. We're the ones who are setting the expression and experience of our form 
through our consciousness. Dreams are an expression of consciousness, and we can activate our dreams to say, I welcome the experience and expression of peace in my mind and know that it translates itself into the expression and experience and the circumstances of my life. The experience of resignation to the status quo or relegating ourselves to live within the status quo is not living the dream. But that is a decision that we make, whether it's at the level of awareness or below the level of awareness. You hear me say that all the time. Because so much is happening below the level of awareness that is keeping the challenge in our lives. Our work is to bring those things to the level of awareness through practical spiritual tools to say, I know who I am, I recognize it, I affirm it, and I accept nothing less than the magnificence that must be expressed by means of me, and I trust it is reflected in everyone I encounter. Our decisions inform our reality. Our decisions inform our reality. During World War I, Pope Benedict XV said this, In the name of divinity, I beseech thee to cease the clang of arms while Christendom celebrates the feast of the world's redemption. Do you know who agreed with the Pope and said, We are willing to do this? The Germans. Do you know who said, We are not willing to do this? The Allied forces. Some people are shocked to hear that. Some people are shocked because, you know, we, those of us who are on the right side always want to think that we've always had the right answers and we're always living on the right side. It's not always the case. But you get to decide who you are in every given moment. Are you going to be on the side of laying down the conflict and rising yourself up into the inherent peace that you are. Now, the Allied forces were saying, we see them as an other, that elusive other. Everyone has an other. Is there anyone who, well, no. <laughs> I mean, we're a tribe here, right? So there's no othering here, right? Now, we have others in our lives, and that's, that's okay. But the way that we approach the differences is how we truly shift the experience of the other. Because there's still a part of my mind, right? And when I think about this story, I think about the othering. Because there's still a part of my mind that goes to, I hear the words, words World War I. And if I think about Germany, I think enemy. In that context... So my mind still has a tendency and a habit to other based on the information that I have at hand. We're going to do this. It happens. But we must be in charge of recognizing it when it does happen so that we can then do something about it. You know, even in the context of that presentation, that, that, that choral presentation, and they, 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 they pulled letters and, and reflections from people who were actually there or claimed to be there. There is some question as to the veracity of the story, but there's enough, it seems, to 
support that this actually happened. They, they pulled from actual letters and sources uh, the words of the people who were there to tell the story within the con construct of the music. But the majority of the stories were recounted from sources, mostly from among the allied sources. So there's a point of view that sometimes we hold on to, that what they have to say cannot possibly be valuable, even if, even if they were part of the story. So now, more than 100 years later, can we understand? Can we understand that there are no sides to the wholeness? There are no sides. It was true then. We just couldn't see it. We kept getting pulled back and pulled back more and more. But the solution, the solution to eliminating seeing the sides is a recognition of our inherent unity. For that's all there is. There is only one. And we are the one. Each and every one of us is the one. The wholeness of the presence and power of God is right where each and every one of us is. Right where I am, God is. Right where you are, God is. I recognize the divinity in you and see it as a reflection of the inherent divinity of myself. That's the meaning of namaste. To see and understand and live from that point of view. So... Why does it seem like we're still always in a state of conflict? I don't know that I have the... I don't, I don't know that I'm going to walk out of this room here today and say, oh, it's all done. There's, there still may be expressions and experiences of conflict. The only way that we can remain in conflict is by continuing to remain focused on what makes us different the perceived differences lead to a sense of separation. If we are truly going to experience peace, that is the aspect that must be healed. How do we begin then to feel connected? How then do we begin to feel connected? Perhaps it is adopting ideas like this. Harmony and tranquility are derived from an awareness of the Christ consciousness. Steadfast affirmations of peace will harmonize the whole body structure. Accepting that your consciousness inherent is the Christ consciousness. What is the Christ consciousness? The Christ consciousness is that indwelling nucleus that is within each and every one of us the indwelling nucleus of each person, the true light, available to shine forth as a guide and illuminate the darkness. That's the Christ consciousness. It is that aspect of each and every one of us that has never been touched by the exterior world of circumstance. It is the inherent spiritual truth. That's what the Christ consciousness is. And when we are in harmony and tranquility, being derived from an awareness of the Christ consciousness, we harmonize the whole body, into a state of peace. 
So as much of this as we can embody, as much of this idea as we can embody becomes ours. The inner reality and our outer experience becomes a reflection of that inner reality. So what does it mean to embody? What it means to embody is to be solid in our faith. To be solid in our faith. That was last week's talk. To be solid in our faith. Unshakable that this is the truth of our being. And to begin to understand that the opposite of peace has no bearing or place in the lives of any of us. And welcome peace. To recognize and accept your entire being is the effect of peace. How much are we willing to accept? That becomes the question. How much are we willing to accept? As much as we accept and embody is ours. Not to take, but to experience because it is inherently part of us. The acceptance is letting go of the resistance. That's how we accept. So let us move away from thinking there is anything to be taken to achieve peace and be the ones who are willing to just live from the consciousness of peace. If we want to experience peace, we must be willing. We must be willing to move beyond any idea that is contrary to peace in our own minds. That's the whole peace. That's the peace that is whole and wholeness expressing by means of each and every one of us. I had the honor in that particular presentation of that concert to deliver the final line, which was this. For a single night, no man's land was every man's land. And we, the lowest of the ranks, achieved what the Pope himself could not. In the middle of the war, we had ourselves a Merry Christmas. Ultimately, the rank and file achieved peace because of an idea, an idea that was beyond fear, an idea that was beyond seeming differences, an idea that was beyond the appearance of conflict, an idea that allowed for the moment peace to be experienced because seeming opposing factions listened and acknowledged what it is that connects us all. It was the culmination of the understanding that there is room for all. There is room for all. So let us approach our lives with this at the fore of our minds. We are the change. Peace and blessings to you. You are magnificent. So this week's homework is to listen. This week's homework is to listen, to actively listen. Much conflict can be resolved and more peace can be experienced if we just listened more. And so listen this week with the intent to hear rather than listening with the intent to respond. I'm going to say that again. Listen this week with the intent to hear rather than the intent to respond. 
Listen to what you are saying, listen to what others are saying, and listen to what you think about what it is you are hearing. Hi, this is Reverend Jonathan Zenz, and I want to thank you for listening to the podcast of my Sunday message. Your financial support will ensure that we can continue to offer this as an option for inspiration. You can make your tax-deductible contribution in any amount on our website, unitytucson.com. Once again, thank you for listening. You are magnificent. Namaste.